River Road, you got me running way back home. River Road, you got me running all night long. You got me singing some canal boat song. River Road, River Road, you got me running all night long. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Niner Nuts. I'm Dan, here along with James. James, say hello. What's up, Niner Nation? It's it's felt like a year since we talked because so much has happened since our Dan Snyder episode. It has been absolutely wild and crazy. Training camp has started. There's so much to talk about with training camp. There's a whole situation with running backs that's been going on. There's there's so much to cover. We can only cover one one topic in this episode, though, and we are going to start with the quarterback situation in San Francisco. Yes, we're going to talk about quarterbacks again, but I can't remember if we said it explicitly on mic before. We probably did. But just to reemphasize, Brock Purdy, who had a significant elbow injury in the NFC Championship game against the Eagles, almost required Tommy John surgery. He got a cast. Um, I believe that's what it was called. Um, and his timetable was questionable to start the season if he was going to make it to the middle of the season. We didn't know what the timetable was, but it was a pretty long timetable. Not as bad as Tommy John's again, but here we are. And training camp started last week from when we're taping. We're taping on the 31st. So they've already gone through one week going into week two of training camp. And Brock Purdy was cleared cleared medically to participate fully in football before the start of training camp last week. The limitations that are on him are team imposed and recommendations from his doctor. It's looking like he might be our week one starter after all, unless Kyle and John decide not to medically speaking, he can be our starter. So now we get to rethink this entire pecking order of our quarterback situation. Now, assuming Purdy is healthy for real this time, He's automatically going to be number one. Kyle has said it. He's going to be the number one. So now the real battle for number two. Now it's a legitimate battle for number two more so than who's one and two. Now it's who's two and three between former first round pick Sam Darnold and also former first round pick that we spent a lot of draft capital on Trey Lance. And then just to spice things up a little bit, because you can't have too many quarterbacks when you're the 49ers. We also have Brandon Allen. I pulled up his uh, little spec sheet here from Wikipedia just to share it with you all, just to refresh you on him. Uh, if you didn't know who Brandon Allen was, he uh, was drafted in 2016 by the Jacksonville Jaguars out of Arkansas after he spent technically five years. He, red he redshirted his freshman year. So 2011 to 15, he was in Arkansas, drafted by the Jags, spent two years with the Rams. 2019, he was with the Broncos. And then 2020 through last year, those three seasons, he was back up to Joe Burrow on the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, really, he's been kind of just a, a fringe backup. Definitely, like, not starter. He's he's only started in lieu of somebody being injured, like when Joe Burrow was injured. But uh, he's just one of those fringe guys. He's just kind of, he's made rosters, but it's hard for him to stay on rosters. There was plenty of spots here where he was, uh... oh, you are muted, sir. Sorry, break class in case of an emergency is Brandon Allen. That's basically he's going to be. Yeah, he's he's been on practice squads and promoted off and on many, many times as I look through his Wikipedia article. But I mean, he's got experience and he's got the right build. He's 6'2", 209. Like he's not a badly built quarterback. And if you look at his stats, his stats or whatever, like you could say Kirk Cousins has great stats. Like he's got a 10 to 6 touchdown to interception ratio 1600 
career passing yards, uh, a 78 passer rating. Like, really, he's it's just the fact that he's never gotten to go on the field, let alone like if he actually survives a training camp and makes it onto the team. Um, but no, I, I trust the I trust the thumbs up that uh, Kyle Shanahan has given him. And I assume Brian Greasy's given him a thumbs up. So he's in the mix, too. Like, let's just not forget that he's in the mix, too. He's probably going to be the logic dictates that he's going to be sent to the practice squad. And yes, like you said, break in case of emergency. But um, I just wanted to fill you all in on him. Just take a little bit off the top here to fill you in that there is a fourth quarterback in competition here. But well, the real yeah. big dogs, obviously, are Brock Purdy, the incumbent starter. Let's just He's going to be the starter if he's healthy. So where does that leave us with Sam Darnold versus Trey Lance, basically, is where we want to go for the rest of this. Well, I, I just, before we got on here, I was reading the Twitter our Twitter feed, and basically a lot of people are saying that today, just today in camp, Trey Lance was the best quarterback on the field. Like, that's the word just, coming Just up. in general. Just in general, today, Trey Lance was the best quarterback on the field. I've been listening to what he he's been working in the offseason uh with a specific coach to change his mechanics and the uh That's a soreness, Patrick Mahomes's coach. He's been using yeah. Patrick Mahomes's coach. And the soreness in his right arm is no longer there anymore. He says it's like a whole new arm almost as if he that he has. So this is going to be interesting because, you know, I've talked about Sam Darnold being a solid number 2. But this dynamic is going to really change if Trey jumps up to that second spot and Purdy goes out week one or week two and doesn't look all that great. We know what's going to happen. We know people are going to call for Lance if Purdy doesn't play. So this is interesting. And this. But what about last week when everybody was saying uh, like uh, Mike Florio and um, I don't think Mayako, I'm not going to put words in his mouth, but. They were saying that it looked like Sam Darnold, at least through the first week of camp, it looked like Sam Darnold was the number two and he was ahead of Lance. Yeah, I mean, Sam Darnold, you know, Sam Darnold should be number two, I would think at this spot. I mean, that's just normally the way you have it. You have the you have the guy who started last year, you have the second spot, which is usually a crafty veteran which is what Sam Donald is. And then you have Trey Lance at third, but Trey Lance could work him, himself into that second spot. If he has the camp, a better camp than what Sam Donald will have, then Trey's going to get into the second spot. And I, I don't know. I don't know, Niners fans, how you're going to feel if Trey is in the second spot and the 49 and Brock Purdy goes out there and stinks it up for two or three games, what you're going to do? Like, is it going to be, well, he was injured and we, you know, whatever, or is it going to be like, Hey, let's give Trey a shot because Hey, we spent three number one draft picks plus, you know, to get him. Let's see what he can do. So this is this quarterback. thing. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's a good situation. You know, I've learned uh, being a Philadelphia fan, that having more than one quarterback is really a good situation. We saw last year the Niners needed four quarterbacks, so having this problem is okay. How are you gonna how are you going to deal with the fan base if Purdy goes one and two or zero for three? Um, you know, in the first three starts, you know, with that bum elbow of his. I think 
I'll, 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 I'll put it this way. I think you, I'm not going to speak on behalf of just casual fans. Cause I feel like I've, I read enough on it that I'm more than a casual fan. I can understand a casual fan seeing that we spend so much on Trey Lance. And if he's not going out there for whatever reason, Purdy in this hypothetical Purdy has to get pulled off the field and he's not going out there and Sam's going out there. People are going to lose their minds. Like I can see casual fans being upset about that. But what I think is going to be the end result of this training camp, which should be the end result of this training camp is that our best guy is going to be out there. I think that the way that Kyle uh, maintains this culture in the locker room where we're just competitive with each other, but we're not like undermining each other. We want all, we want each other to all succeed and everything like that. I think there is that culture there to, <laughs> to borrow uh, what Bruce Allen said. The culture is damn good, but for real, it's actually good in San Francisco. And I think we can play, we can play 2020 hindsight forever if Trey Lance ends up being the third string quarterback. But I think that it's not going to hurt anything in the locker room. And I think a fan needs to realize that if Sam is out there, it's because Brian Greasy said that he needs to be out there. It's because Kyle believes that he needs to be out there and agrees with Brian. And Jed York is fairly hands off. He's been fairly hands off, except for when he said you're getting Jimmy G instead of uh, Kirk Cousins. He's pretty hands off. So he trusts these guys. He, John and Kyle have done so much that he has very graciously been fairly hands off. And John's going to go with whatever Kyle says, like in terms of like controlling the roster, because that's how they split it up. Like what Kyle says about the players that are on the roster, John goes with. And then who John brings in, John is like, here you go. But the point I'm trying to say is, is that we should be excited regardless of which quarterback is going to go out there, because between Kyle and Brian alone, yeah, it's an awkward situation. It's just we have to wipe some egg off on our face or wipe egg off of our face if Trey Lance isn't actually the number two quarterback. But if it's going to be better for us to get to the Super Bowl and all this crap that uh, Sam has gone through was a trial to have him succeed with us, like Kyle said, I don't see why he can't be uh, a Steve Young. I'm not saying he's Steve Young, but why can't he have a late career revival like Steve Young? He's got the tools. Why not? That's paraphrasing what he said, but he did say something in that spirit that he believes that Sam has the potential to do that. Uh, and I agree. I agree. Sam has the potential to do that, but and it for the is, betterment it, of the team, I don't. I want here, Niners fans, I don't want you to be mad if Sam ends up getting out there because Kyle and Brian are going to make him earn it. So if he's out there, that means he earned it. Do we not trust these guys after six years and only the COVID year and the first two years before Jimmy was a full-time starter were bad? I mean, we made the Super Bowl in three NFC championships. I think they know what they're doing. <laughs> I mean, you're right. You're right. I I do think that, yeah, they know what they're doing. Um, but I think the fan base still, you know, they've been itching for a Super Bowl, uh, for quite some time now, ever since, uh, Steve Young crushed the San Diego Chargers and they haven't had one since. And yeah, and so, we've lost two, we've lost two since with cap and then with Jimmy overthrowing Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah. I, I understand and, that, and ju and just, that we were so close 
three of the last four years, we were so close losing the Super Bowl, the dropped interception away, the uh, the hurt quarterback away. It was always one little itty bitty thing that kept us from getting over that hump. So I understand right. the anxiety. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sorry I interrupted, but I understand where the anxiety is. But I want to remind everybody that it's a process. And let's not forget that so every so many other teams wish that they had the the um, the only other team that could talk about like consistency at the level that we've had for just these six years are the Steelers who have yet to go under 500 with Mike Tomlin or the Tom Brady Patriots or uh, it, it's hard for a team to maintain a consistency like we have again t- 2020 was a weird year and then. 17 and 18 were our growing years where we were going to suck, but then see what happened afterwards outside of the random COVID year. We figure it out. (laughs) Yes. But I think I get the sentiment in this regards because we've talked on the show, how this is a quarterback driven lead. And you look at all the teams that are the favorites to win the Super Bowl. The 49ers are the only ones who have a real question at quarterback and do not have what people would say, a generational quarterback, you know? And I think that's the problem. Like you go in there with Purdy and if Purdy is not, hasn't because he's injured and he's not making the leap, you know, he goes three, maybe four games, not looking so good. You know, do you go with going with Sam or going with Trey? Like, I think the fan base in general is going to want Trey because the assets were spent on Trey and we still don't really know what we have in Trey, you know? So well, that's a fair, that's a fair criticism. We spent a lot of money on the guy. We would hope again, I personally just want the best guy out there, but no, the point that you're making is completely valid. We spent all this time and this money. And after this year, we're going to have to worry about his fifth year option. Is he going to justify it? Are we going to, what, what on earth could the trade market look like if, um, we do want to move on from him regardless of Sam, like unless Sam blows him out of the water, no matter what Sam does, um, if he's not the starter, what are we going to do with the fifth year option? What are we going to do with the trade? Um, same with if Purdy plays the whole time and takes us to the Super Bowl or to another NFC championship. It really is an awkward situation because we have all this financial, we have all these finances tied into this guy. That's probably not even going to be our starter, which is just, it's just funny how the NFL works sometimes because Remember a year ago, we were prepping to take notes on how <laughs> how Lance was going to be our starter for two series uh, in each game during the preseason a year ago. And now we're talking about if he's going to be our second string or our third string quarterback. Like, he's not going to be the starter. That's the conversation we're having. <laughs> I know, which is crazy. It was just crazy. You spend three number one draft picks and this is what ends up happening. But that's the craziness of the NFL. I mean, you look at the Eagles when they drafted Carson Wentz and his, his second season looked to be amazing. And, we, you know, Eagles fans, me included, thought, oh, my gosh, we're going to go to the NFC Championship game every year. We're going to win Super Bowls. We got we got our guy. And then all of a sudden he, he's injured, uh, can't get back on the field. When he does get back on the field, he's one of the worst QBs ever. And it's like, where did all that go? And my my heart sank. And so I know what that's like. And so 49ers fans, you know, understand that 
really, if you're going to win in this league, you need one of a generational quarterback. You need a quarterback that, you know, can pass from the pocket and, you know, Trey is mobile. Uh, but they need they you need a quarterback. If you're gonna depend on a defense to help you win a championship, I mean you need to be better in the secondary and you better not blitz. And you know, Steve Wilkes is a secondary's coach, but at the same time, uh he's a blitzer. He likes the blitz. And nowadays you're not supposed to blitz quarterbacks. Like so so, like, it'll be interesting to see, but you can't – I'm sorry. We cannot depend on this defense to take us to a championship and win a, a championship in spite of our quarterback play. Like, we it's, just it's – it's such it's such a bad way to build a team and expect a team to do. And, sorry, like, you should be – we should be expecting that we have top-level quarterback play from John Lynch, who went out there – and got these quarterbacks, and Kyle Shanahan, who is supposed to be the quarterback guru, you know? And so if none of the, you know, one of these guys is going to have to look like a young Tom Brady if the 49ers want to win a Super Bowl this year. I I agree that 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 is the nature of the league like it's if you don't have a guy that can step up and be the face if he's not already been anointed the face yeah the championship is very very difficult if not impossible to get to like i <laughs> bear with me one sec while i grab this i was clearing out uh some of my dad's stuff and you talking about defenses uh is not going to win you a championship i can't help but laugh and look at this 2006 NFC championship uh, bears hat from when they yeah. lost to the Super Bowl or they lost in the Super Bowl to Peyton Manning. Cause yeah. I looked, I looked up the box score just for fun. Cause I couldn't remember any of it. And other than it was a very, very literally sloppy game because it was a downpour in Miami. But, um, but yeah, I looked at that and the NFC championship game where they did in the box score obliterate the saints. But, uh, but yeah, the defense, the defense won this hat. Didn't win them the Super Bowl, but the defense won this hat because Rex Grossman sure as hell didn't. I well, do you, that's the. Do you remember? Do you remember that's the year that Dennis Green exploded on the media when he when the Cardinals lost to the Bears uh, in a game where they were they were ahead by like two or three touchdowns, and the Bears came back and won and beat them without scoring an offensive touchdown. <laughs> Like beautiful, and Dennis Green just goes, "We are, they are who we thought they were," you know. Yeah. So, oh, that was where that speech came from. Yes, that's where that speech <laughs> comes from. So yeah. Oh, that's like, hysterical. <laughs> but even a, even as good as that defense was, it wasn't good enough to win despite its quarterback. Like if it's we also think- hard to it's also hard to win when both teams. Uh, fumbled the ball three times and lost all three fumbles. <laughs> true, true. Just throwing that out there. The, playing in downpour rain like that also makes it very hard. But I mean, you look at you look at what was it? The 2016 uh, Broncos, right? Like that was a defense. Uh, when, that was- yeah, when when Peyton Manning or fifth, it was 15. Uh, but yeah, Manning played like crap that year. Yeah. Yeah. Like that was the last time we had a defense that won despite his quarterback. Yeah. It was Peyton Manning, but look how, how bad that 
passing offense was that year, and they won despite their quarterback play. Oh, oh no. Is that an Amber, Amber Alert? Yeah, it is an Amber Alert. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Oh, no. Right. Oh, I'm not, cut- I'm not cutting that. That was really funny. Amber Alert. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I hope they find whoever it is. But, yeah, like, uh, like I said. I'm not cutting that. <laughs> but like I said, like it's you know, you you to build a defense in spite of a quarterback is very, very tough. And all the pieces need to be in place specifically. And the 49ers in the passing game last year weren't that great. You go out there, you get a great defensive mind like Steve Wilkes, but you better hope he's not blitz happy like he was in Carolina. Because if he's blitz happy like he was in Carolina, it may get you somewhere, but it's not getting you to the Super Bowl. Guaranteed. It's not. That's not how you play defense in the NFL this anymore. You know? Yeah. It's um I mean he plays the same uh he plays this even though it doesn't really I heard a really fascinating argument about like how four three versus three four, like really that's not like it's not so cut and dry like that anymore in the NFL, like because there's so many different like hybrid styles of defense now. But in terms of that, for sake of argument, he ran the same thing that D'Amico Ryan and Robert Sala does. We're four three, like that's, that's what we do. Even though that hybrid element comes in where we have a lot of defensive backs, but um, but no, that I mean that aside, yeah, I don't think we're gonna have that drop a, that big a drop on our defensive side, but um. I don't think you're going to yeah, drop. The, I just don't think you're going to be all of a sudden better at the pass, at pass defense. Well, I hope you are, but I just don't, I just don't, I just don't see. We do have all four. Well, I, we have all four guys coming back. Gibson, uh, Gibson, Ward, Hufunga, and Lenore. All four of them are coming back and they're all a year with more experience. And then in the nickel, the nickel is either going to be uh, Isaiah Oliver from the Falcons that we picked up, or it's going to be, um, uh, or was Jair? No, Jair. Yeah, Jair Brown. Um, I was getting him mixed up with that linebacker D Winters that we picked up uh, in the draft. But uh, I mean, but, but your, I mean, your defensive line is going to help have to help those guys out, and it's going to, you know, it, you know, that big, the big free agent signing in Javon Hargrave is really what's there to boost up the defense because well, hopefully Drake Jackson presumed starter hopefully Jarek jackson earns that starting spot um and then yeah hopefully javon hargrave does for armstead what buckner did for him back in 2019 when both buckner and armstead uh had double digit sacks each and then now we have bosa we didn't have Bosa, or uh no that was bosa's rook yeah that was bosa's rookie year now we have a hopefully freshly paid (laughs) nick bosa um I don't know. Our, our defensive line definitely has the ceiling. I'm not going to say we're going to have the best defensive line. Like we don't know what Drake, we hope Drake gets better. And we hope Hargraves has the same production he had last year. I don't see, I don't see a big drop off happening because Armstead and Bosa are on his left and right. I mean, you couldn't really ask for p- better partners if you're in that defensive tackle spot. <laughs> and then you can get rotated out with Ken law and hopefully that helps Ken law get better. So, we don't he doesn't have to assume that he's going to be the starter he can actually be effective as a rotational guy i mean we're getting way off of quarterbacks by the way <laughs> yeah yeah but i mean my point my point is like you to to win despite your quarterback you need an all-time great defense we talked about this last year 
I don't as much as the 49ers are great at defense, I don't I just don't see them necessarily being this all-time great greatest defense to win despite their quarterback. So the 49ers are going to need really good quarterback play if they're going to win the Super Bowl. And did Brock that, Purdy cuz you'll remember it more vividly than I do. Would you say Brock Purdy played better than Rex Grossman did? <laughs> I think he did. Yeah, he definitely he definitely did. Now in the playoffs Super Bowl, Super Bowl baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we needed in the episode. <laughs> I would say that his first eight games I mean, the game against the Cowboys though, he they won despite Purdy, I feel. You know, I think the, the divisional round game against the Cowboys. That was definitely uh, the hardest game for him. I, I will agree with you there. That was definitely the most flustered, the most. That was that was the most rookie he looked absolutely in all nine of those games. Yeah, yeah. And so, so yeah, I, I think really if they're going to be this Super Bowl team, they need to, they definitely need to get better quarterback play. Like we need, we need at least Dak Prescott, at least, you know, and you know, really, if you if you look at some of the top contenders, the 49ers are really the only one going in there with somebody who, you know, has not that much experience at quarterback. But yeah, they're one of the favorites because of their defense. But they're going to need better well, quarterback we play. We have yes, we need somebody. Whoever gets out there, they can't play worse than Purdy played. Like I said on the last last time we talked about quarterbacks, you can't play worse than what Purdy did like at peak, like not even at peak Purdy. Like if, as long as whoever's out there doesn't play worse than what Purdy played last year, hopefully better, but at least not worse than that. If Sam Darnold can prove that with our pretty good offensive line and with he's had, he has more weapons at his disposal this year than he had in any of his tenure with the Panthers or the Jets. Like if you took the best offensive weapon out of each of those previous five years, we still have more weapons on this roster right now. So there's no excuse for him to not come in with the experience that he has and mesh into the offense pretty well with not that big a learning curve. And then Trey, this is our third year with Trey. If he can stay damn healthy, I he should be making the seat warm for Purdy, like in theory. But Purdy's got the wins. He's got two playoff wins. That's more playoff wins than Dak Prescott. That's more playoff wins than... Maybe it ties Kirk Cousins. I can't remember, but um, he's got more playoff wins than a lot of quarterbacks that are out there right now. Yes, the defense helped, but I, I don't know. I, it will make this guy the face of the quarterback. Obviously, if we win, whoever ends up taking us to the Super Bowl, should we get there? But no, that is a fair point. I, I'm clearly not as worried as you are, but it is a very valid point that whoever ends up winning this competition probably Purdy right now, but then whoever, however, I trust Gracie with however, however the way it lines up uh, behind Purdy. Whoever is going to be leading us, they have to take on that that mantle. They have to play like they are already up there with Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, and Patrick Mahomes and believe that they are a face of the league and then earn that. They have to play with that attitude going into it for sure, and they have to it's asking a lot. We're hoping that Purdy doesn't have a sophomore slump. We we're hoping that Trey doesn't get hurt again. We were hoping Sam never sees ghosts again. It's a lot to ask because it is a lot of pressure. There's so many pieces around here that, yeah, 
having quarterback being the biggest question mark kind of sucks. But at the same time, I think I think I've made a compelling argument that we have one of the best quarterback situations you could hope for if you're in a situation like this. <laughs> I mean, I'm not I'm not going to Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of teams that would like this quarterback room. I'm not going to say that. Um but I just, you know, there's potential there, I'll say. What you're what you're living with is what what you're hoping is is that these guys live up to their potential. Just uh, one of these guys pays off. Purdy wasn't a fluke. Trey finally finds it, or Sam finally finds it, or or uh, Brandon finally finds it. I six years into his career, good luck. But <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you're just hoping that one of these guys lives up to the potential that uh, they have. So yeah, I, I I'm not saying that it isn't. It's a bad quarterback room, but who's you know who's going to come out, who's going to emerge out of all this and take the 49ers to the Super Bowl and play quarterback that needs to be played for them to win a championship. Right. It's, oh, it's exciting. Uh, Yeah, listeners, we are taping this at the start of week two. So hopefully next week we have some pretty fun stories about who's sticking out uh, after this week of uh, actually fully padded practice. While you're listening to us, this is the first time that they will have full pads on and uh, I don't remember saying it at the top, but Purdy is on a he'll pass three days, be off, pass three days, be off, something like that. He has a team imposed regiment, though. It's not medical. It's a team imposed regiment because, yeah, you want to treat this guy like he's in bubble wrap. I don't blame him after he almost, <laughs> he almost needed Tommy John surgery. And we wouldn't even be having this discussion. He would be on IR already if he did actually have Tommy John surgery, like just yeah. to emphasize how important it was that it wasn't that specific surgery but anyway i'm rambling we're at our time james tell everybody where they can listen to us in between our episodes or if they want to wait till next week where where can they reach out to us here in the meantime so guys if you want to reach out to us you can follow us at twitter which is at niner nuts uh also at niner nuts on facebook we are also on tiktok now and you may have seen some of our videos and if you were following right before the show i put out the drinking game for niner nuts so if you want to play along and drink during our episodes now you have a drinking game to maybe have a little bit more fun with us you know and maybe one of these days we'll partake in it with you however if you just go to tiktok uh, twitter or facebook you can find us all there at niner nuts you can get our merch at t public and if you leave a review for us anywhere, just write into us at 49ernuts at gmail.com. That's 49ernuts.com, 49ernuts at gmail.com. If you leave a review there, uh, we will read every five-star review on the air. Uh, Dan, anything else? Uh, yes, and I'm going to be using a little prop right here. Going to be using my little pop figure Bosa to try to speak to him. Bosa, please come back to the team. I really hope you get a great contract that you deserve. I hope John treats you fairly. I So far, it's all been good. Uh, it's been very quiet. Nothing is leaked. They've been very, very professional and very, very quiet about it, but the fact that we're here on the 31st and there's no contract, just, I don't know. I, I say I'm praying to the football gods through this little Nick Bosa Please come back. We really, really need you. Not that you're going to be out of shape being late to training camp. Just we need you back, buddy. John, please, please, please pay this man every penny that he deserves. 
And I, I'm just going to get a little Eagles dig on this one because Howie Roseman has never had a holdout at camp. So, but anyway, anything, anything else in the news, Dan? Uh, nah, that's that's all I got. We just we just we just need Bosa back. All right, outro music, River Road, Justin Mew. River Road, you got me running way back home. River Road, you got me running all night long. You got me singing some canal boat song. River Road, River Road, you got me running all night long. <laughs>